Hi, welcome to the Theme Park Trainer Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Dan. Hello. This week, we are travelling back in time. <laughs> that, that's the official travelling back in time sound. Yeah, or I think you yeah. can also use it for like going back into your own memories. Oh, yeah, like reminiscing, sort yeah, of yeah. family guy flashback style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're back in the, the year 1982 when Epcot originally opened and talking through some of the amazing attractions, mostly shows, that you could have seen back in the early 80s. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. Stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Right. Have you got your 80s gear ready to go? My 80s gear? I mean, I don't think I'm particularly wearing anything 80s. You've got your power suits, your leg warmers, <laughs> your padded shoulders, spandex. You just Googled a list, haven't you? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I own any of those things that you mentioned there. I might have to buy myself a power suit. A power suit. I, I, I'm curious what a power suit looks like. Um, you don't want to be buying one. Quite something. <laughs> I mean, I, I googled power suit and it's come up with a rainbow-coloured suit, which is very strange. I think from memory, they're like suits that look way too big for you. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't I can't find any distinctive like power suit look. Well, that's, that's on you. That's on you. Yeah, that is on me. Oh, I, I probably should have been searching for 80s power suit actually uh, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like the modern day power suit isn't what it used to be, you know. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> so Ep- Epcot in 1982. Hmm was a, a sight to behold. The way you're sort of wording this is I'm, I'm, I'm very getting very curious about <laughs> what's going to be in this. No, it really it really wasn't, to be fair. Uh, right. That's kind of the point. So going back to you know, the, the early 80s of Epcot, they had, mm. surprise, surprise, budget issues with building the park. Shocking. So, <laughs> So initially, Disney had expected other countries to pay for the pavilions. Okay. Showcase. Okay. Uh, that didn't happen to begin with, um, and Disney had paid. I believe I'm right in saying this. Disney had paid for all of the international pavilions, um, which added to like the huge problems that they are having with finances and things like that. Mm, right. So, like when people think of Epcot, they probably think of like Journey to Imagination. Um, World of Motion, all like all, like all of those like Wonders of Life Pavilion, all of that, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Epcot didn't have any of that in 1982. What it had was, I'm just counting, uh, one, two, three rides, and the rest, wow. the rest were films. Okay, okay. So, you know, really in '82, Epcot was not. A very no, not in a strong position. Not not really in a strong <laughs> strong position. To be which, fair. which I guess is uh, considering it's like probably the what the second. Obviously, it's the second 
most visited Disney park. I don't know if it's the second most visited park in the world, because obviously Magic Kingdom is the most visited park in the world. Yes. I don't know if Epcot's the second. It's, it's definitely up there, isn't it? It's yeah. like, um, I, I don't think it's that far behind Magic Kingdom. but No. Um, but yeah, like considering how far it's come now, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good effort based on where it started. So really, like people think that um, Journey into Imagination opened in 1982 with the park. It didn't. It opened at the start of 1983. Oh, okay. Therefore been removed from today's show. Stricken from the list. Yeah, because actually, if you look at like the 82, 83 map, it's on there. Right. But for obvious reasons, we can't be talking about today. So you that's, have... that's interesting. That like, like they're obviously working on it, and they obviously, yeah, whether it was obviously delays. I mean, even back in the eighties, they were uh, slow at building stuff. Yes, um, exactly. But but yeah, that's that's interesting that it didn't sort of like, you know, I, I wonder was there was there a lot of other stuff that opened in eighty three or was it just that? Yeah, I think you also had um, Horizons opening in nineteen eighty three. Okay. And I'm just seeing, I think World of Motion was 1982. Oh, what, just later in the year, not the opening? Uh, no, opening day attraction, 1982. Oh, okay, okay. I, you know, I didn't think that was the case, but I was wrong. I thought World of Motion was much later than that, to be fair. I mean, this just brings you your whole... Listen oh, into, into my, question now. In my show. I'm trusting Wikipedia. I'm trusting Wikipedia now, where, whereas previously <laughs> I, I wasn't. Um, I'm just going to double check to make sure that that is the case. I will check the the Disney fandom wiki. Ah. It did open in 1982, so okay, that we can include on on the list. So in um, my map, we start in the entrance plaza, and I'm not going to. I'm going to going to do a little tour of the park and then we'll talk about some of the attractions afterwards so i'm not going to go land by land and do it that way we'll go alphabetical once we've gone through that i suppose just quick quick question is how many how many um pavilions were there how many uh countries yeah yeah nine nine okay so more than i thought you were going to say we'll start at the back actually um so you had mexico you know going that way around okay You've got Mexico, then straight through to China. So okay. no Norway. Right, right. Norway didn't exist in the 80s. That's common knowledge. Common knowledge, exactly. No such thing as the Vikings until uh, the mid-80s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, shoulder pads and all that sort of stuff. They got, you know. Yeah, they don't like, they don't, those, the Vikings don't like those. No. Uh, then, so Mexico, China. Okay. Yeah. Germany, Italy, the American adventure. Sadly, was there since day one. <laughs> Japan, France. Okay. No, so no Morocco then. No Morocco. Okay, okay. France, the United Kingdom, and Canada. Okay. So so we're missing Norway. Is it just Norway and Morocco? Yeah, I think there's eleven now, isn't there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're missing Norway and, and Morocco. Right. Okay. That, I mean, that's definitely more than I thought they were going to be. Like, But it goes um, to show they really haven't done much. Well, no, they, they haven't. They there haven't were ex- plans to build far more than, that are there, than, than are there now. Mm. You know, at one point they had an idea to build Switzerland and put in the, the Matterhorn from Disneyland. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been good. I think before Everest, which would, would have gone down quite well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was rumours of a, of a couple of editions recently, wasn't there? Um, I can't remember who was rumoured. Was it like Spain? Spain has been rumoured for a while, yeah. Was was Brazil another one? Yeah, Spain and Brazil have been up right. there for a while. And so yeah. the other one, like way back when, when they had plans for the battle. Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll be seeing either of those anytime soon, no. given the... Um... I, I think given the plans for Epcot, that we've got at the minute, I, I can't see any additional improvements no. coming to the park after that for about 10 years. No, no, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Unless uh, unless Spain or Brazil were about to drop a load of money, 
Well, yeah, if, 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 if Brazil want to come in and, and give Disney like 500 million to build the pavilion, I'm sure they would. Yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't say no to that. So you have, you know, going to the other side of the park, you've got the entrance plaza where Spaceship Earth is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to work my way around to the right where you have the land. That pavilion is was there from day one. Notably missing from day one is the seas, which is now the Finding, uh, finding Nemo and Friends area. Yeah, okay. But Journey into Imagination Pavilion was built and was there, but the attraction wasn't open. Okay. So then next to that, you had com, uh, commun- Communicore, even Communicore or Communicore, however you want to say it, East and West, which was basically what Interventions became after, after that. Right, okay. And now, obviously, it's all gone and the yeah. various other things. And then the opposite side of the, of the park... Let's say you're still coming in from Spaceship Earth. Your first thing on the left was the universe of energy, okay. which remained until very recently when Guardians of the Galaxy replaced it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I take it. I take it. It wasn't Ellen's Energy Adventure. It was not. That opened, I think, in '96. Right. Okay. Um, but we will be talking about the universe of energy at some point. Then you had um, Horizons. That again, the, the pavilion had been built, but not open until late 1983 right and then world of motion which i just discovered was open <laughs> and that's where Epcot was right based on our conversation last week that's where what sorry was that um i said Epcot, didn't i yes. <laughs> um that's where test track was yes, that's right yeah. yeah yeah and that's it that that is Epcot in 1982 wow it Quite seems uh yeah, very limited, particularly at the front, like, you know, having just the land, obviously the Imagination Pavilion was there, but it was, it was, it wasn't, there was nothing in it. Um, and then on the other side, you've only got a couple of two, three bits again. Well, it's kind of like each side is kind of two, three bits in there, but only one of them, only, or on each side, there's one that isn't open yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So I guess we start in, in, um, Alphabetical order with one of our favorite attractions of all time, the American Adventure. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, are you thinking living with the land? But then that begins with L. Are you, are you saying there's nothing before the, the L? <laughs> so in, in 1982, the uh, American Adventure opened on the 1st of October and has been there since. Yeah. Now we've had, you know, a couple of tweaks since then <laughs> but largely the song has remained uh, sorry the show has remained the same right originally when the when the attraction opened in 1982 it was sponsored by a very large american company points points if you can get it a very large american company um you you use uh, you probably use it every week I probably use it every week. It's the you, you seem like the type of person I think you do to have one of these. <laughs> now I'm just curious because I was going to say like Coca-Cola or something like that or Walmart. Coca-Cola but... did sponsor it from 1982 to 1998. Oh, okay. But that wasn't the, the launch one? The launch one was... Uh, so this company sponsored it from 1982 to the early 2000s alongside Coca-Cola from 1982 to 98. Oh, I see. Okay. Two sponsors. A double sponsor, because this is yeah. the sort of the attraction that needs two sponsors, isn't it? Exactly. It's a big, it's a big money pit, this one. It's a big American dream. <laughs> um, so you've got Coca-Cola. Yeah. There's one more. Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's in your wallet. Oh, American Express. American Express was the other sponsor. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I mean, that, that was not really a clue, was it? I just gave you the answer. <laughs> How, how, okay. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, I guess. Did, I wonder if they had anyone at the uh, at the exit, like, you know, signing you up to a credit card. Kind yeah. Of like, uh, <laughs> like Death Track. <laughs> Sir, can I tell you about the great rates we can offer you? <laughs> yeah. Have you got a, oh, God, you imagine the rates back then? <laughs> wow. 
So the next one on the list is is one that there is very limited information on um on online to be fair. Okay. But I've got what I I've got what I can. That's all you know, that's all I can say. You did your best, Ryan. It's I did my best. Yeah. Uh, and it's called the Astuta Computer Review. Or Revu. Review? I, I never understand how the Americans say that. <laughs> R-E-V-U-E. R-E-V. Review. Review. U-E. Is that a word? Yeah, it is, it is a word. <laughs> is that is that an American word or there's nobody else? Light theatrical entertainment consisting of a series of short sketches, songs, and dances. I've never heard of that word. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. been used quite a lot in older in older Disney attractions, but right. Yeah, you wouldn't see it in an attraction nowadays, really. <laughs> uh, so, say, so, say, so say the name again. The Astuta Computer Review, Revu. Wow. Okay. Americans are listening to this, going, "What are you saying?" <laughs> so it again opened obviously on opening day. It was sponsored by Sperry, who I've never heard What's, of. Yeah, what is that? Is that a drink? Uh, American brand of boat shoe. <laughs> designed in 1935 by you know, Sperry. In a million guesses, I never would have got that. No, I boat wouldn't have. Shoe. I, wouldn't, I mean, it's a very strange, very strange thing to... To sponsor a computer show with a bunch yeah. of there you do go. They, do they still exist? They they do, I think. Wow, okay. Uh, do, yes, they do. They do still probably turn out it's like uh it's it's very famous in the uh boat shoe world. I do I mean I do recognize them. I'd never buy a pair, they're like granddad shoes. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd probably describe them as boat shoes, if anything. Well, <laughs> if you if you looked at them, how, how do you spell spirit? S P E double R Y S E P S P E double R Y. Oh, okay, okay. Very much a shoe that I would see. Yeah, one of my late granddad's wearing. Wow, not you know very beige, very. Hey, beige. they got they got slip on jaw shoe jaws shoes. Well, they okay, look, they don't look half bad actually. That changes things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that actually, I they, I was, they got, I went they on got the images the, and yeah. saw very beige shoes. I'm now on the website as you are. Yeah. And I'm in. I think I think I think they've evolved from boat. They've obviously realised that boat shoes aren't as popular as what they once were, and yes. they've decided to expand their operation. I quite um, like these Jaws ones, you know. They do. They don't look half bad, to be fair. They got like a whole. They look very like van slip-ons, don't they? They do. They do. Um, so there you go. If you're in the states and fancy, uh, fancy buying some Jaws Sperry's. Yeah, they got a whole whole collaboration, and they, so, they do look good. To be fair, they do. They good. do actually. I'll give you that Sperry. <laughs> so it actually was only ran from. October the 1st, 1982 to January the 2nd, 1984. And the whole point of it was to try to explain the workings of computers um, by kind of showing off animation, by, by kind of having a bit of animation to it and some showing some of the actual computers used to operate a lot of the Epcot attractions. Oh, okay. So, I mean, how many computers were used to operate the attractions of which only there were three or four? I, d- I don't know. <laughs> But I guess, you know, go back to 82 and computers were still not really a thing. So, mm. you know, I'd imagine this attraction being quite interesting. But obviously not interesting enough to uh, stand the test of time. No, because what you would you say it ran for a couple of years? Yeah, it finished in in 84. Yeah, I guess it um, I guess it must have been a bit of a flop then to, to only last a couple of years, like. Couldn't have been well. I just don't think people cared about that. Like, do, yeah. like people care about like how Disney's operated now. I think there's a lot, a lot bigger of a, an audience for it. But like in '82, yeah, I'm sure there would have been some people, but most people were there to just have a, you know have the fans that you've got now. No, because obviously, you know the obviously Magic Kingdom had been open for quite a while, but it's obviously eleven years by this point. Yeah, but obviously not enough to sort of build up a significant fan base whereas these days obviously it's like 50 years old it's yeah you know it's got that sort of nostalgia and all that sort of stuff isn't it now yeah um and yeah people are i think i think generally people are maybe a bit more interested in in some of the background stuff more than what they used to be anyway um 
but yeah, to only to only last a couple of years. Yeah, it's not good. Where whereabouts was that? Um, good question. Where was that? I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't a. I'm guessing it wasn't one of the countries in World Showcase. No, it was in uh, Communicore. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Did, was that the bit that you said was replaced by interventions essentially? Yeah, so it's Communicore became... originally. Right. Okay. So next on the list is an attraction that we have all been on. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's since been replaced, but it was the El Rio del Tiempo ride in uh, the Mexican Pavilion. Okay. So that was so that, that translates to the River of Time. Right. Uh, replaced by the Grand Fiesta Tour in 2007. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I must have been on that. Oh, you would have 100% been on it. I don't remember it. So, um, <laughs> I'll uh, just give a little little summary. Mm. Guests board a small boat, very much like the ones found in it. It's a small world, and pass in front of an Aztec pyramid, obviously still there now, with an active volcano. That scene hasn't changed. Sure. Uh, entering a tunnel on the far side of the ruins, the spirit of an Aztec priest appears to take us on a journey through the history of Mexico. Live-action scenes depict um, the big nets from Aztec mythology and culture, including spirits of the four elements creating the world, the clash of good and evil between two people that I cannot pronounce, and assorted dances and rituals. Uh, Mexico's colonial years are represented in a large show scene reminiscent of It's a Small World, which still exists to this day. That's where all the fireworks going off. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. With a festival taking place during Dias de los Muertos. In this scene, the attraction's theme song begins to play. Uh, Leaving the festival takes us into the present day. This section begins with a recreational activities such as water skiing, cliff diving, and scuba diving. I remember that scene very well. Those scenes very well. As and actually still there today in some capacity where you see Donald doing those those things. Right. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember him doing some of those, isn't he? Yeah. As we come into town, three screens feature peddlers in the market following our boat trying to sell souvenirs. The finale place takes place in Mexico City at night with a grand fiesta of fireworks and life-size marionettes. Okay, so that's the scene I was thinking of. Uh, dancing in a, in a gazebo. Before arriving at the unload area, we pass a large map of Mexico, still there, slightly replaced. And the Aztec's priest's voice returns to offer us a farewell. That sounds pretty good, that attraction. Yep. It sounds um, like a good, uh, a good sort of like, you know, telling for Mexico. Good, good. Uh, Instead of replacing story. it with uh, sort of three stereotypical characters, <laughs> two two of which are Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> one is uh, one is American, one is Brazilian. So yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I want, I want. Ha, what, what, uh, I'm trying to think. What year you said? 2007 was that? 2007. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it lasted quite a long time before they updated it. It did, to be fair. Good old, good old run. Um, oh, I suppose that must have been 25 years, isn't it? 25 year run, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of it's kind of a shame that they replaced it with the three Cavaleros. I mean, I think they should have just updated the some of the scenes to be honest, would have got would have done the job, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess even back in uh 2007, they were sort of just slowly sort of dripping in characters, yeah. around. It's a shame they didn't know they were working on Coco at the time because that, that would have been a better yeah. replacement. <laughs> Although, I mean, obviously, you know, Three Caballeros has been there for, what, 15 years now? It's definitely time for a change again. Yeah, yeah. So next on the list is Bird and the Robot. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Did we see this recently? Did we uh, talk we about been, this recently? I can't remember. Video, yeah. It rings a bell. But yeah, um, okay. So it's a humorous robot and film presentation oh. in, in World of Motion. Yes, that was it. Yes, because we were watching World of Motion. Yeah, that's, that's that was it. At the end. Started, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, explaining how robots are used on the automobile assembly line. Exciting. Why is a bird doing that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's so random. Like you think, okay. How robots are used on, on like vehicle assembly line. Fair enough. You know, people might it's, it's an interesting topic to put at the world end of world emotion. Yes. 
But why is it presented by a bird? I, 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 have, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so you've got next is kind of the um, Universe of Energy Pavilion. But the reason it's coming up so early is because there are there were two films in there. The Energy Creation Story and Energy You Make the, the World Go Around film, part of the same attraction. You still had the big, the big vehicles that would go round. Mm-hmm. You remember Ellen's Energy Adventure? Yeah. Kind of sat in a moving theatre. So, um, so are they so they're two separate shows, but kind of a part of the same attraction. Part of the same, yeah. So yeah. you couldn't you couldn't see, you had to see them both, did you? Yes, right. So uh, original attraction was kind of really quite an innovation of energy, because even in 1982 it was covered with 80,000 solar cells. Oh wow! Okay. So, you, you know, solar paneling, if you like, in 1982 mm-hmm. was quite revolutionary yeah a bit ahead of its time isn't it and it did partially power the ride vehicles right <laughs> for like for like the first one minute of the day yeah <laughs> so they, yeah so you were in kind of back, large battery powered traveling theater cars and um, there was a pre-show that had an eight minute live action film about the various forms of energy found in nature and traced the history of how mankind had harnessed these energy forms then you kind of enter the theater you be seated in one in one of the areas where obviously you then move, mm-hmm. and then you kind of turn around and face the kind of big large screens for the first film. Uh, the first film was a four four hand minute animated film. Sorry, a four minute hand animated film that showed the beginnings of life on Earth and formation of fossil fuels. Oof. Riveting day at Epcot. <laughs> mummy, mummy, I want to learn about fossil fuels. Uh, at, at that point, you then kind of move and kind of see that some of the the kind of dinosaurs that were there at the time, yeah. including like the the fight between a two dinosaurs that I cannot pronounce. Uh, I think with that scene, all they did, Dave and Linda. All, yeah, all all, all, they, all that scene they did when they put Ellen in was put that terrible Ellen animatronic within it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Uh, then you go into kind of uh, the second film where kind of a 12-minute live-action film on uh, that look, looks at current and future energy resources around the world. Another really exciting... Yeah. You can see why they replace this with Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, you can see why they've sort of, like, improved this one over yeah. time. Um, yeah. I mean, even as an Ellen's energy adventure, I think... Um... A day. <laughs> I don't even said it. <laughs> uh, are you not even going to let me finish that sentence? Wait, sir, can I finish? <laughs> yeah, you, can, you you may finish the sentence. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think having Guardians in there is a good replacement. I think it was time. It is a good, yeah, it is a good past time, to be fair. Yeah, it, I mean, as much as I enjoyed it, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the final uh, kind of finale was a two-minute computer animated film that was reflected off uh, mirrored walls in the theatre and showed ever-evolving landscape of colourful, laser-like imagery of the various ways mankind has benefited from harnessing energy. And then that, that is where the Universe of Energy song came into its own. Okay, okay. You say it was it was projected onto mirrored walls? That's what it's telling me. Okay. I don't really know what that means. Like, no, what sort of effects that's meant well, to if give. You, if you, Unless, want, to, if you hmm. want to kind of hear firsthand on how little Disney really cared about future energy. Can you guess who this pavilion was sponsored by? Ooh. Shell. You're not you're on the right lines. Oh, okay. Okay. It was uh, Exxon. Exxon. Ah uh, right. So yeah. is Exxon American? It might be American. It is, yeah, like yeah. So they yeah, didn't I, really d- I don't know if Shell is to be fair. No, no, I didn't. They didn't really care that much. <laughs> Ooh, uh, your uh, uh, your video had a funny moment there. Oh, did it? It went all green. Oh, Shell is Shell is British. Who knew? Oh, so we got I never would... VP. There you go. I never would have said Shell was British. Okay. There you go. So you, um, you always learn something new on this podcast. 
You do. Review. Shell. Review. So next you've got Futurecom, which okay. was kind of a communications themed area with small kind of sales area apparently in the in the back left. Sales area, as in as in like gift shop, or are they like sponsors sales? I think sponsored sales. Oh, okay, okay, which is great. This is what you want. Yeah. So I think originally, and I cannot I cannot guarantee this to be true, but I spent a lot of time trying to find information on this. Um, so they had the information. So Futurecom was sponsored by Bell System, um, which I think is AT and T. Right. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, the information fountain was composed of several types of communication media, including televisions, radios, records, video, laser and audio discs, Oof. newspapers, telephones, traffic signs, film, books, magazines, and more. Um, the age of information was a large animated mural with wooden figures. Computer and hands-on games surrounded the mural. One game was called Network Control and allowed guests to simulate, simulate the management of the flow of long-distance US calls on a map. Whoa. Oh, that's what everyone wants. Oh. A bit of long-distance call handling. Oh, yeah, cool. That's what I always wanted to do as a kid. A second game called Fraser would speak the words that guests would type on a keyboard. Oh, wow. I mean, 1982, <laughs> that's probably quite revolutionary. But nowadays, yeah. I mean, yeah, just ask yeah. really all. Like uh, then you had uh, a amazing microchip. It was a large microchip themed maze for younger guests. You see, a oh, okay. Oh, I, I see what they've done there. I see what they've done there. That's 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 how the uh, that's how the naming people get on their big bucks, isn't it? Yeah, this is it. Um, yeah. it's, so it's a maze based on a, a microchip. Microchip. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the intelligent network, vast 20 by 30 foot fiber optic map of the US displaying long distance telephone routes. Sexy. I mean, e like 82, you, ex you kind of think, oh, the world was a lot further along than it actually was in terms of technology. <laughs> I mean, I would think it was a bit further on than, than sort of the wonders of how calls are connected across the country. Yeah. Like... It feels it feels like even you know eighty two is a bit bit more modern for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th these are all kind of within Futurecom within Communical West. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the oh teleconferencing. This was a series of monitors demonstrating teleconferencing. The guests watching them were filmed by cameras, which fed to a hidden cast member. Through the monitors, the cast member would banter with the guests. <laughs> so he's a 1982 Zoom call. Yeah, 1982 Zoom call with uh, the banter bus full, <laughs> in full flow. Oh, and, God, can you imagine what that was like? Oh, it must have been awful, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, and then face-to-face, -face, this was an interactive colour picture phone screen. That's all the information I have on that. Sorry, say, say that again. It was a interactive inter colour picture phone screen. That's all I've got. I, I'm 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 trying to work out how that's different from the from the teleconference thing. I, I, I don't know either. I mean, face <laughs> to face, it's just someone talking at you, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is Futurecom. Okay. Then you. I, have... I can't believe that's not there anymore, Ryan. That's. I know. That's shocking. Well, I do remember. I do remember the. Interventions having stuff like that. Hmm. But not quite that. Not quite that bad. I do remember I'm I'm sure I remember the the map, the interactive map. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe that stayed for quite a while. Do you know what year that stuff was there from? Is there a is there a set start well set end date? Obviously we know the start date is 82. No, I, I don't have for the because our individual Oh, okay. So they probably ditched some of them over time, and yeah. yeah. Uh, then I have the Epcot workstation film. I cannot find anything about that online. Whereas, so, is this in the Communicor? I don't even. I don't even have a location for it. Like the map is oh. that detail, right? Um, so, if anyone knows anything about the Epcot workstation film, please let me know. <laughs> Maybe it's so bad. Yeah, Disney. Disney have spent 
the last like 40 years trying to suppress all knowledge of that. Honestly, I can't, just couldn't find anything. <laughs> uh, then you've got um, one that we will all know and still there today in some capacity in Imageworks. So Imageworks is obviously in the, the Imagination Pavilion. Um, so that was there back in, in 82. What yeah. it had in it is a, anyone's guess. <laughs> well, there's no, uh, there's no detailed list of what it launched with. Uh, I'm just trying to find a bit more on it. So I guess that was like the only thing. So I suppose it did have something in the Imagination Pavilion. Yeah. So it was just, it was just that. Obviously, there was no, no, there was no attraction. No. People could just look up at the glory of the building itself. That was the attraction itself. I, I don't think this is... I, th- I think the information here is wrong because it says here that it opened in 99. Oh, okay. What, the image works? Yeah. Unless, unless kind of what we know today is we're open in 99. Image works, let me. I'm, 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 I'm on this. I wanted to get the, the facts right. Got to make sure, you got to make sure it's accurate for the audience. That's what it is. Yep. Just uh, while I'll just fill the void by saying I've got a map of uh, the, of, of Epcot as it is today open. And um, obviously they've got Guardians on their Cosmic Rewind. Yes. Um, they, they don't put the massive blue building oh, on, the, on yeah. the map. No, no. Um, even though it would be hidden by like there's a little key to sort of pinpoint transportation. Um, and that would actually hide it, but they've just decided to not include it on the map at all. Well, there you go. Okay. I was right. I was right. Image Works did open before Journey into um, Imagination. Okay. So it was the first attraction, first part of um, the Imagination Pavilion that opened, mm-hmm. and it featured very. It's very similar today. Interactive playground with lots of different things. Activities in 1982 included such exhibits as giant kaleidoscopes, pin screens, a rainbow corridor. And a drama stage, which gave guests the opportunity to put themselves in their own movie. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't worth it, was it? It wasn't. No, worth it. It, um, no. I mean, I, I don't feel like that's really going to keep people in the imagination pavilion for a huge amount of time. Um, no, unless you get some uh, like drama obsessed person come along and uh, dominate the uh, the stage put on their own sort of like four hour one man show. Sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> now the question is, did they have the jumping fountains outside? I don't know, actually. It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that probably would have been uh, um, exciting for people in 82. Exciting for people now. It, it is exactly. And you imagine what it was like in 82 when the highlight of the day was uh, connecting into connecting calls from across the country. Yeah, that was, the, he went home and we were like, get, never guess what I did at Epcot today. Oh, you lucky duck. Yeah. No. <laughs> so next we've got a couple that, that um, you probably will recognise. One, Impressions to France. Okay, yeah. I mean, that, that film looks like it hasn't changed since 82. That's because it hasn't. <laughs> Um, that opened um, in in 82 then you had uh, Kitchen Cabaret Kitchen Cabaret I'm not familiar with that one you definitely would have said well where where was it it closed in 94 Uh, I wouldn't have seen it then I first went in 98 Uh, it was in the land Uh, oh okay okay and the so I'll I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the synopsis the host, Bonnie Appetite, introduced the acts in a musical review uh, and comedy format that advocated healthy eating and provided a primer on the four food groups, meat, dairy, grains and fruits slash vegetables. I feel, like, I feel like they've kind of done that as five categories, but grouped two of them together. Yeah, fruit slash vegetables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, I'll I'll do a quick a quick run through of the of the acts for you. Okay. Introduction: Mealtime Blues by Bonnie Appetite. Bonnie sang this at the start of the show, looking exhausted. She had cookbooks and her hair wrapped in a bun, and with her legs crossed. She explained that it was time for her to prepare a meal, and she wasn't too excited about it. The lights turned off, and the next performance began. And then you have a series of different acts from different kind of like animatronic food items. Okay. Which okay. Um, act one is the Kitchen Crackbox Band, which includes containers of mayonnaise, parmesan cheese, <laughs> a spinning bottle of mustard. Uh, <laughs> it just sounds mad, doesn't it? <laughs> Played a boisterous ragtime intro as Bonnie reappeared, now in entertainer uh, or showbiz attire, tuxedo. As a... Okay. I, I take it, I take it, I'm assuming Bonnie Appetite, what a name, is portrayed by a real person in this. I yeah, I don't know actually. I don't remember. I remember the replacement food rocks. Okay. I I need to uh Bonnie Appetite. I don't think and I don't think it I think don't think Oh no, it wasn't. It was oh my god, that's scary. What, what I'm gonna have to Google You that. need to Google this. Everyone listening, you need to Google Bonnie Appetite. God, oh, she is terrifying. That is the thing of nightmares. <laughs> oh my word. Wow. Oh my god. She looks like an animatronic that is going to kill you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but apparently in that first act, the only figure that did not feature articulated facial features was the mustard jar. That's that's terrible. Yeah. I mean it, it oh wow, if it even the uh even the actual figures that are like, you know, the cheese. Oh yeah, they're weird looking, yeah. They're they're weird looking. They're not quite as bad as Bonnie Appetite. Um, but my god, I can see why this didn't last. Uh, the next next act was Stars of the Milky Way by Dairy Goods and his Stars of the Milky Way. Mr. Dairy Goods was a singing milk carton who emerged from a refrigerator holding an old-fashioned radio-style floor microphone close to his mouth, crooning instructions to three dairy products, Miss Cheese, Miss Yogurt, and Miss Ice Cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, act three was Boogie Woogie Bakery Boy by the Serial Sisters. Um, the Serial Sisters consisted of uh, Ma- Marzi Oats, Rennie Rice, and Connie Corn. Okay, so they're going for sort of like the raw ingredients for cereal. Yeah, and okay. uh, accompanied by a bugle-blowing bread slice. It gets weirder and weirder, <laughs> isn't it? The bread slice wore glasses and was revealed when a kitchen cabinet was opened. He would reappear from the toaster for his second solo. Wow, he had two solos. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, <laughs> the next one's Meat, meat Diddies. Excuse me, say that again? <laughs> meat Diddies. <laughs> Meat Diddies. Okay, okay. <laughs> By Ham and Eggs. Oh dear. Mr. Ham and Mr. Eggs told jokes and sang a few short ditties. At the end, Mr. Ham got angry because of Mr. Eggs' corny jokes and decided to split from the group to join another protein group. Eventually, their bickering got out of hand and they had to retire into the oven for fear of total meltdown. Uh, act five was Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit by the Calanda Combo and Fiesta Fruit. Um, so that included broccoli, tomatoes, bananas. And then the finale was Bonnie Appetite and the cast singing a medley of each of their songs. Wow. Uh, before the curtains went out and the sponsor craft logo appeared <laughs> on the stage. I'm assuming this this um, attraction was to sort of encourage healthy eating and all that sort of stuff. Of anything, that would have terrified me into never eating anything healthy for the rest of my life. <laughs> Sponsored by Kraft. Yeah. Wow. Sponsored by Kraft. I mean, what year, what year did that close? Uh, I think it was replaced by... Let's just double-check. Replaced by... Food Rocks in 1994, so I do remember Food Rocks. Oh, okay, 94. Okay, so it had a 12-year run. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just saying, like, maybe maybe this, you know, it closing had a contributing factor on the, uh, you know, childhood obesity. 
There you go. You know, kids you go. weren't scared into eating uh, healthy foods. Yeah. Who's to say that's not not true? Yeah. It was all because okay. of the horrifying look of Bonnie Appetite. Well, yeah. Next, you had Listen to the Land. Okay. Which is Living with the Land, basically. Right. Just just renamed. Yeah, exactly mm. that, really. Not very little has changed in, in, in the time. So everyone knows that with Living with the Land, it used to be called Listen, Listen right. to the Land. Uh, after that, you had uh, Magic Journeys, um, which was uh, in the Imagination Pavilion. Imagination Pavilion. Oh, okay. So we've got a couple of things in the Imagination Pavilion. Yeah. So uh, looked at the world through the eyes of a child. The film started with children running through a meadow and looking at clouds. Someone blew on a dandelion and the seeds flew away, turning into stars and then turned into the sun. Next, the kids were seen flying a kite at the beach. The kite then turned into a bird, a fish, a school of fish, a flock of birds, bird wings, a pegasus, a horse, and then finally into a merry-go-round. What? That sounds a bit trippy. This sounds absolutely mad. <laughs> is, this, is this basically where the Pixar thing is? I think so, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, it gets madder. Oh. With it, while the children rode the carousel, they began reaching for brass ring spinning next reaching for a brass ring spinning next to the carousel. The carousel spins around the moon and bats fly out past the riders. The moon becomes a witch, a mask, an Olmec head, and more until turning into a cat. A boy reaches out to the cat and it turns into a sphinx, which turns into a lion jumping through a hoop in a circus. Trapeze artists and acrobats fly through the air and several clowns amuse, amuse the children. The circus then gives away to reveal its only a miniature with small flying machines coming up through the roof of a room into the stars. The kids move through a room of balloons and encounter a magician. At the end of this act, the room gives way as the kids descend through a starscape and return to the meadow with the dandelion unblowing itself. That sounds like the most craziest thing going. Yep. Uh, you know what's crazier <laughs> is that mm. in its 11-year run, it was open at Epcot, Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland, and Magic Kingdom. Wow. Yes. That, I mean... So, on, so, so was it open at Magic Kingdom and Epcot at the same time? It closed in February of 86 and was replaced by Captain EO. Oh, okay. Epcot, and it opened in uh, December 87 in Magic Kingdom. Oh, okay. And closed in 1993. Was replaced by... Um, Mickey Mouse review review in Magic Kingdom, which was then replaced by Legend of the Lion King, which has which is now Mickey's Philomagic. Oh wow! Okay, the original okay. spot I think, or one of the original spots for that was was this show. Right, I see, I see. How so weird! Absolutely like, mad. Doesn't it, it does sound mad. I mean, for them to actually, that's really weird. How they they obviously replaced it with Captain EO, but then moved it to another park. So you think it was obviously popular enough that they weren't going to get rid of it, but yeah. it was. I wonder if it, I wonder if it was like it was so popular that they were like, we need to promote this to uh, Magic Kingdom. Well, it was a show that was developed by Imagineering specifically for the parks. Okay, so maybe they felt also like we put a lot of, we put a lot into this. Yeah, yeah, because so. I suppose they they didn't. Yeah, you know, obviously, to, to some degree, it's probably a cheap thing to do because. You know, if they did Captain EO, I'm guessing there was like some money coming into them to do that. Um, yeah, I would have thought so. And you know, all they all they had to do was lift the old attraction and you know move it into Magic Kingdom. They didn't have to sort of redevelop anything. Yeah. Um, it was the one of the one of the first few copy and paste jobs. Oh they yeah, got an, they got an appetite the... for it in '82. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so after that, you had O Canada, the original. Okay. Just sneezing in the background there. <laughs> so that was the original film before Martin Short uh, came in and, and joined, and, and even before right. Catherine. Not sure. Catherine O'Hara now, I want to say. Oh, I can't remember who it is now. I've, I've not having not I've not seen it because of because <laughs> of COVID. It is Catherine O'Hara now. Right. Of Home Alone and the Voice of Sally. Fame. 
And actually, I should say uh, Chits Creek, actually, she's more famous for now. Um, was it Catherine O'Hara? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, is she the woman? She's the woman from Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, wow. Would have taken me a while to recognize her. <laughs> recognize her there. So, yeah, you had the original O Canada. Um, then, of course, you had Spaceship Earth. Right. Yeah. So that, that wasn't an opening day attraction. Obviously gone through various different renditions since then. Are you saying it wasn't an opening day? Attraction? It was, it was. Okay, yeah. So Yeah, it's obviously changed a little bit over time, hasn't it? Yeah. Who was, was the, who was the first voice of it in 82? Uh, the original host was Vic Perrin. Vic Perrin? Vic Perrin. I, I American like radio, probably... film and television actor. Um... Oh, okay, okay. And uh, uh, then Walter Cronkite, then Jeremy Irons, and then Judy Dench. Jeremy Irons, obviously, the one that, that I remember because I I don't really remember much before 1994. Sure. Um, <laughs> don't really remember too much after 1994 either, to be fair. But I certainly do remember uh, hearing Jeremy Irons' voice on that attraction, you know, right up until 2007, to be fair. Right, so uh, sorry. So when when what years have we got? So Vic Perrin obviously Vic Perrin started it. Eighty two to eighty six. Walter, okay. Walter Cron- 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 Cronkite was eighty six to ninety four. Jeremy Irons was ninety four to two thousand seven, and Judy Dench two thousand eight until today. Right. Okay. So Judy oh. Dench has got the longest run so far. I think is, is that right? She does indeed. I think yeah. Mm. That's through Disney's laziness more than anything else, I think. Because <laughs> the attractions yeah. needed, needed uh, work for a while. Yeah, I think you're probably right, given, like, Vic Perrin only had it for, what, like, four four years? Um, I can't remember the second time you said he had it for, like, maybe six, seven years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, originally sponsored by Bell System. Oh, okay, like- second, second time. I didn't know this. Bell System was originally founded by Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, oh okay. It's founded in 1877. Wow. That is mad. <laughs> uh, and then became AT&T. Yeah, yeah. That is mad. Did, they, uh, did it become AT&T or did they AT&T buy it? I'm not sure. I think they yeah. may have bought them. Probably uh, one of Bell- these like, merger acquisition thingies. Uh, so Bell Systems sponsored it from 82 to 84, AT&T from 84 to 2004, Siemens from 2005 to 2017. Right, okay. I still don't really understand Siemens sponsoring. No. I mean, I guess, I guess they used to make stuff, didn't they? I think, I'm sure we've talked about this recently, said the same yeah, thing recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, AT&T makes a lot more sense. It does. It does, to be fair. Um, then we've got so after who, who, who was who was the what was the attraction that the other attraction Bell sponsored? Uh, I can't remember which one we were talking about actually. No, I can't remember. Not to worry. And then we had the water engine. The water engine. Okay. Which there is again very very little uh about actually even though it ran from uh, 82 to 96 oh wow any indication of where it was uh, it was in world of motion uh oh right okay um yeah there's there's really as in like as in like um i'm guessing it was after the attraction was it yeah i think so kind of like whatever it was something in the bird yeah, the, the bird and the robot or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so on. Um, then you have uh, two more. You've got the Wonders of China. Okay. You know, the film that, that sits within the, the China Pavilion. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, World of Motion, which was okay. the, other, the other big attraction, um, yeah. kind of showing uh, the, the history of transportation. And that, wow. that ran from 82 to 1996. 82 to 96. Right, okay. And then... Um, Sponsored by General Motors, and there were 139 audio animatronics within the attraction. Wow. 
That's quite a lot. I don't know if that's the well. I suppose Tiki Room's probably got. I wonder if Tiki Room has more than that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't comment on the quality of the animatronics. So speaking, but... <laughs> you suggesting that they're not quite as good as they were today, Ryan? Oh, Maybe. I might be suggesting. I might be suggesting. <laughs> Uh, so apparently the, the transportation pavilion was uh, kind of the, a part of the earliest plans for Epcot, um, when they, even when they were thinking about it in the kind of 1970s. Uh, General Motors became a sponsor very early on in 1977 after being impressed by the Ford Magic Skyway, Skyway attraction that Disney produced as part of the 1964 New York's World Fair. And they wanted to basically beat the competition um, who, were, who they were expecting to also bid to be sponsors of this land oh okay so that is world of motion and also concludes epcot in 1982 wow very very show focused very show focused i mean what you had like maybe four rides at a push yeah and even 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 then the the rides are very much sort of like sit on watch a screen you watch a screen, yeah, sort of like screen attractions, aren't they? Because obviously, World of Motion, Spaceship Earth. Well, World of Motion's animatronics, to be fair. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. World of Mo- I think World of Motion, Spaceship Earth, are, and Living Well, Listen to the Land are the three that don't feature screens heavily. Yeah. Then you've got the uh, El Rio de Tempo ride, which features screens significantly, and then the um, energy pavilion which features yeah. screens as part yeah. of this attraction but the, all the attractions are somewhat similar in terms of you know they're sort of slow moving yeah sort of i mean obviously they're they're all sort of educational to a degree aren't they which is obviously the sort of one of the tar- aims of the park wasn't it really well i think that the, the the first attraction that really changed Epcot's direction in terms of having through eyes was probably test track hmm yeah, I'm trying yeah, to I think guess. of another one that was more recent than that. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't have that many sort of big attractions like that anyway. Well, no, well, I mean, I guess what year did um, oh, God, what's it called? The one before Frozen. The name's gone. Uh, Maelstrom. Maelstrom, yeah. Mm-hmm. What what year did that open? That, that must was have been a before test later. track. Yeah, oh. it opened in the eighties. Oh, okay, okay. So I guess that's that's a bit more of a thrill ride, isn't it? I you only go back a little bit, though, don't you? But you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, I'm trying to think when did it open. It? Uh, so Soarin' opened in two thousand and five. To be fair, was that before test track? It was before test track. I think test track was two thousand and seven. Right. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm just 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 checking my dates on that. I just. I think I'm actually a couple of years off. I think that opened in 1999. What did? Test track. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I... 98 was the soft opening. Official opening was 99. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, um, yeah, I did, I did think that test track was there before soaring was. Um, and yeah. then, Mission Space was 2003. Oh, okay. Okay. I take, I take it that open with like that whole sort of pavilion area. Um, yeah, Mission Space cost 100 million. Wow. I mean, so I'd say... Totally not worth it. 99 million if that was paying Gary Sinise. <laughs> that was worth it. That's totally worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary Sinise. <laughs> Um, that's a, that's an early podcast callback. That yeah, yeah, that's 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 way back. That's like pre-pandemic and then some, I think. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know when. I can't remember what when they replaced him. Oh, they replaced him in two thousand and seventeen. Oh, okay, so it must have it must have been around then, right? Yeah, we've been podcasting for that long, which is quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that must have been like really early, wasn't it? If if, yeah. if if that was 2017. Still working on that Gary Sinise album. Yeah, yeah, still in the works. We're just trying to find a uh, trying to find a 
a, a label that will let us publish it. Yeah. <laughs> and Gareth needs to lend us his name. <laughs> so that is, that's 1982 in Epcot. I mean, yeah, there's, there's not loads there. Thank goodness it, it, it changed as much as it did. But as, you, as we said, we did have the Imagination Pavilion open not too long afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then you had things like Maelstrom and the different well, showcases opening. But let us know if there's a particular year that you would like us to look at a park map for and kind of go back and, and, and look at the history. I think kind of mid-90s would be a very good time for us to revisit Epcot. Mm. Uh, you know, like yeah. 95, 96 and see what was there then. But yeah, if you've enjoyed today's show, please do leave us a review and we will see you again next week. Ah, there you are. And just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>